So recently there's been this phenomenon where it's like women are doing the pursuing and men are kind of just like sitting back, letting women pursue them. And so I had this thought in my head, like, how do men really feel about being pursued? And how do women feel when they are being the pursuer? So, you know, I reached out to a couple people and just kind of formulated this question. And here's what they thought. Okay, so <laughs> I am literally writing a book on this right now. Oh. All right. <laughs> And so I'm going to break it down for you in my words. Okay. So the whole empath narcissist cycle that we hear so much about, that was people trying to dip in to explain this dichotomy that happens. But here's what it really is. So if we take those terms out of it, empath and narcissist, what it really is, the overgivers attract the overtakers. Okay, so both of those behaviors are rooted in low self-worth, which is the same vibration. So the the unworthiness inside of us that we may not even know is there, because I didn't know I had it. That was the same vibration of the users, abusers, the cheaters, all those type of men that I was attracting. Yes. Okay, I did. I'm 54 and I had a lifetime of it. Sorry, Mike, I got a phone call. Until I had what I had called my tsunami, which kind of woke me up because I was I was done. I was like, why does this keep happening? I'm an amazing person. So mm-hmm. it's not about being an empath because we're all empaths. We all have the ability to <clears throat> read other people's energy, feel other things when but some people are just more in, in tune to it. What it really means is that there's a section of us that I call the earth angels. We're really loving, really giving. Mm-hmm. And, and we tend to attract people that take that. So the key is to heal. If you look at it as a spectrum, on let's say on the left side is the overgivers, and way on the right side is the overtakers, where we want to be is in the middle. So when we can heal this hidden unworthiness and shame that's inside of us, that is making, or keeps calling me, <clears throat> to, to be the people pleaser, right, or the doormat that we can be, when we heal that inside of us, we raise our vibration. And two things happen. One, we will start repelling the overtakers slash what people want to call narcissists, okay? We repel them because they can see and feel vibrationally that they're not going to get their way with us because we're showing up in a more empowered fashion. So we will start organically repelling them because they, they'll just see right away. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that might feel, that might feel oh, off-putting at first because we're like, why doesn't this guy like me? Well, if you're in your light and, and he's you don't know it yet, but he's some sort of overtaker, selfish slash narcissist, whatever you want to call it, they're going to see, not her. And they're not going to really know why. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, I had an aha moment there. So when someone is rejecting you, it's 
It's protection. Damn straight, girl. Rejection is protection. 100%. So if someone rejects you, it's not like, oh, why am I not good enough? If I had bigger boobs, bigger butt, looked better, younger, didn't have four kids, we start to think it's all this external stuff, but really it's light related. So, but here's the cool thing. Here, here's another little, little sidebar that quality men, they are a certain vibration. So, because I was like, why wasn't quality men attracted to me? I'm a really, really good person. I'm like, why? Because they saw, and probably not consciously, they didn't vibe with me because men want to feel safe with a woman. And if we are the overgivers, they can see that we're not firmly rooted in self. And quality men want a woman who's fully, I'm saying quality for lack of a better word, okay? want a woman who is firmly rooted in self because they are looking for a safe place. That's what men really are looking for. They want a safe place to be their soft place to fall basically because men have to be so hard in the world. They're looking for that place. So when we talk about, and then I'll let you ask any question you have. So when we talk about, should we be the pursuer? This is another direction I'm going is that men at their core are hunters. So when we make it too easy, we, they don't see us as valuable. They have to work for us. They have to earn us. So what do we do as women? We're give, we're, we're showing up. Yes, we'll go. I'll go. This was me. So I, there's no judgment here. This was me. First date. Oh, sure. I'll sleep with you. Oh yeah. I'll meet you here. I'll do this. I'll do all these things I don't want to do. Cause I just want you to like me. Right. And so I kept attracting that same type over and over again. When I did the healing work, which is what my book is all about. When I did the healing work, which is truly finding my own value through the practices of self love, which is not baths and glasses of wine and pedicures. It's self forgiveness. It's self acceptance. It's self compassion. It's supportive self-talk. It's all those things that we're looking for in the outside world. We start to give to ourselves. Our vibration raises, goes through the roof. We become a different energy out in the world and we will attract different to us. And to your question about what about light attracts dark, that type of thing, you know, like, like, yes. That, that can happen where people are going to want to suck off of us and, and ride the light. That's another story of my life because I am a very joyful, loving person. That people that were really in their low self wanted to be like that or wanted a piece of that. But there's a fine line between in, in this is between someone who really loves that and really resents you for it. So, but here's the key. When we start to love ourselves... <clears throat> The lens through which we're seeing other people also changes. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we will notice when we are attracting someone like that because we will be turned off by their energy. Wow. <laughs> I know it's a lot. I know it's a lot. But it, it, what's the name of your book? Do you have the title? Sorry. Yeah, the title's going to be called The Recovering People Pleaser. A spiritual guide to stop losing yourself in relationships and attract and create real love. 
Oh. That's the working title, the working subtitle. That's amazing. Uh, your book, I'm gonna when it comes out, I want to read it because everything you said was so insightful. And not only that, it sounds like you're speaking from a place that you really know about because you've been through all of this, girl. I had to be. I had to have my face ground into the dirt with a cowboy boot for me to finally go. I give. I give. God, please help me. And I, this was at 42 years old, I'm 54 now. I vowed to remain single and celibate until I figured it out. And I did. But it took me two years because I did it on my own. But it was, it was so, I'm going to say hard-earned, but I'm not going to say the work was hard, okay? It was so, like, I, nose to the grindstone, I'm going to figure this out. And when I started to feel myself shifting, I was like, something is changing within me. Keep going. And at the end of that was when I was like, what changed? Why am I different? And what I, what, what I knew and understood was that I love myself now. I'm first and not in a selfish way. And so I stopped all those people-pleasing behaviors. I stopped all of those grasping, needy type behaviors. And I'm not saying I was a stage five Klingon that would stalk people. I just had this vibe of please love me. Yeah. Somebody please love me, right? And so that, when we're honest with ourselves, we're like, yeah, I can see that in myself. This is nothing to be ashamed about. This is like, oh, that's how the messages in my youth translated in my psyche is that I have to get love outside of me. But when we start to give it to ourselves, the love that comes from the outside is a bonus. It's not a means of, of fulfilling us, filling the cracks. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Thank you, Kristen, for joining me today. I, those were like true gems that are like, I have I appreciate it. Thank You're so welcome. Do you have someone else in the queue? Um, I do, but did you want to come back? Okay. Uh, Kristen has something she wants to wrap up, so we're going to let her come back on real quick. Hi. Hi, it's okay. Um, I won't stay long if you have people in the queue because I want to respect the people who are waiting. But I just wanted to ask you if you had any questions that arose when I was sharing that with you. Um, I did, but I lost it. Because I, I honestly feel like part of me too, you answered one of the questions that I had and you went a little deeper. So <clears throat> I just, I guess. Just to be clear, you said the way that you learn to love yourself is not through the baths and the crystals and stuff like that. But what is the way you do it? If you could kind of give a little bullet points on how to do that. Okay, well, it was a lot of what Lois said. Okay, so it was about taking 100% radical responsibility. What was I projecting out into the world? What was I judging people for? The second I looked at that, I said to myself, is that me? Where can I find that inside of myself? So that was one of the things. Another one of the things is I looked at my entire backstory of all my people-pleasing behavior. Well, first of all, I looked at all the ways I was disrespected or dishonored. And I said to myself, where have you done that to you? And I listed it. I was like, I did all of these things. I did it to me. I allowed it. Because I did. I was in, I, girl abusive relationships, cheating relationships. I've been punched in the face. I've been strangled. I mean, I'm telling you, this, this is, 
I'm coming out this from reality. Like this was me and I would stay, I would stay or someone would just treat me like I didn't matter and I would stay. How can I get them? What can I change about myself to get them to, to love me or to finally see who I was? And it was never going to happen. So I looked at all those times that I disrespected myself. That's what's an umbrella. There's a lot under there. And, and I said, where did I do this to me? So I got really honest with myself. I did not shame myself for it because shame and unworthiness are what's contributing to these patterns. Mm. Hidden shame. So I just looked at it in observation. I said, wow, that I did that. And then I hugged myself. I'm being real. I said, it's okay. Because I knew the little Kristen inside of me that didn't get certain things growing up was trying to get them now. Since I felt like the outside world took it away from me, I felt like I had to get it from the outside world. But I started giving it, so I hugged myself, and I said, I'm sorry that I put you through this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I said, and I vow from this point forward, and this is part of the course that I have, too. I take people through this whole process. I said, I vow from this point forward that I will love and protect and honor you best. No one gets to get to better of you anymore. So that was another piece. Another piece was lots of meditation and prayer and connection with God for guidance. Because I, I needed to change my perception of the way I viewed things. And God is the great perception shifter. Actually, they, the Course in Miracles calls it the Holy Spirit is the great perception shifter. Those are Christian terms. Some people don't like those. You can term it anything you want. But I, I said, I would say, Holy Spirit, help me perceive the situation correctly. And boom, I would get a new perception that was truer than the last perception. I said, now I'm going to adopt this as my truth, whatever that truth was. I would adopt that truth. And so I started to change on the inside. And what happens really truly at the physiological level is we are rewiring our brain to, to, um, to consciously think from a level of worthiness rather than unworthiness. To unconsciously think. So the the mechanism that's driving our behavior shifts on the physiological level. So it's fascinating because we do all this work. Well, what's really happening? What's happening is we're retraining our brain. We're learning something new. So it's not as hard as people think it is. And then another thing I did is I changed my, um, my self-talk. I was very cognizant about how I was talking to myself. And man, it wasn't nice. It yeah. was so judgmental. It was so cruel. And I started to, to, you know, like, oh, if you only had this or you looked better at this or you blah, 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 you know, the story went on. And I'm trying to keep this short for you, but I looked at every thought and I said, is that true? You know, like, like a man will not want you because you have three kids. No, there's millions of men that like all kinds of women that have kids. You know, it was like I had to take each thought as it went. I'm too old. I'm too this. I am in a very solid relationship now. We have our share of struggles. We're, we're human I was beings. Like, you know, I was like, how's it going now? Okay, good. Yeah. That's you know, good. but there's there's still, um, you know, we're humans and we're working through our own, you know, backstories and things. So there's, there's things that my husband had never done any of this work. So when we got together, he had some things that he needed to heal, but we worked on it together. So is it going to mean you're going to have this perfect, literally 100% perfect relationship? No, but you're going to have someone that wants to work with you. And I'll leave this last final thing because I think it's just a great metaphor. Back to the men hunting. Uh, men, if you think of a man that's literally going to go out and hunt elk, 
he's gonna he plans it he they go drive and they pick the spot that they're gonna set up their blind they plan their meals they get all their warm stuff they, they have everything they need right they have the elk horn and the fun is sitting there and pursuing this okay so they come home they they got an elk they're all proud they're like here's what i did Rah, look at me that's how they feel when they find an amazing woman they're like i did the work this is valuable now, if the same men are driving to their hunting spot and they see a dead elk, virtually dead on the side of the road, <laughs> are they going to pick that thing up and bring it home and be as proud? No, no, it's too easy. So this is not about manipulation. I need to just leave it at this for because for your next guest, but it's not about manipulation. Well, I got to act hard to be, and I got to act hard to get. It, there's no acting that is going to cover up the energy because eventually that true energy is going to shine through. We can't keep that hidden for too long. So there's no, this is not about manipulating. This is about true healing on the core level to know that you are an amazing woman, amazing human being. And it has nothing to do with your looks. That's your extrinsic value or your bank account or your car or the area of town you live in. It has to do with, who we are at the core. And when we learn to love that unconditionally and know this is my value, then we show up in a way. I did not put dress up fancy and do all this stuff when I dated my husband. Sometimes I was in flannels with like some smeared mascara. I brushed my teeth because I wanted him to see me. And he did. So sister, I believe in you. Never forget who you are. But I search by talking to just one of you. Huh? Is there two oh, of you? Oh, right now it's just it's just one of me on there. But okay, on what's our your podcast. name? My name is Shayla. Hi, Shayla. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing my heart with you. And yes to everything that Lois said. We're on the same page. It's just different language. So, um, yeah, keep on shining. And I'm on this app a lot. So when that book drops, whenever that is, you'll I'm sure you'll be notified. Or you can follow me on Instagram. Oh, okay. What's your Instagram? It's, if you click on my profile, it'll be, the little thing will be there and you can find me and I'll follow oh, you back. Okay, perfect. I want to thank you for coming on and your words really resonated with me. Uh, you were really a special guest, so I appreciate well, thank you. Your and that's why I came here because I, I vowed that I can't let any sister suffer anymore. There is a way, it is not hard, but we just need to know what that way is. Yeah. Thank so you. much love to you. So much love to you, too. Thank you, dear. Thanks. Okay. Wow. I just really want to thank, um, I guess, Kristen for sharing those words of wisdom with us. Um, they were true gems on how to love ourselves, how to treat ourselves better so that we can attract and not chase. So I guess in answer to my question, um, should women pursue? Um, you only heard one snippet of the answers that I received from that, but overall the common theme was no. <laughs> women should not be the pursuer. I'm sure we probably all thought that anyway, but yeah. So hopefully we learned some gems here on how to attract and not chase. So have a great day. Thank you for listening. I love you all. Stay great. Peace.